Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is part rock lunch box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is part rock lunch box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is part rock lunch box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations, patrons, members, fans of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and of course, the top 20, which is the top 20 minutes of said Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is August 17th, 2023, year of our Lord. <laughs> Can't stop saying that. It's a very funny Lucy K joke. If you don't believe me, go find out for yourself. That's cool. Uh, once again, we are experimenting with the uh, camera, the new camera we've got. Um, I'm actually going to be trying a new camera in the coming weeks, but for right now, I'm trying this one. I like this Lumina camera. It really does take a little bit to kind of figure out what it is I'm doing, which, you know, on any given day is probably true. Uh, but I did figure out how to deal with some of the blur and the fuzz, which I don't mind so much. But it was a little too abrupt. I really don't need to be the only thing in focus. And apparently there is no camera AI that can just blur me out and keep everything else in focus. So I'm just doing my absolute best. I did figure out how the panning works. So if I move over here like this, eventually the camera will kind of roll towards me. Which I actually thought was pretty cool. But I can move back over like this and really just give the camera a hard time. Which is, isn't that what we're really all here for anyway? It's always a no! You know, it's really a matter of opinion at that point. Um, we are, uh, man, I don't know. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so out of it. I was actually just working on something at work, and this is something that a lot of people don't have. Oh, man, we're doing the hair. Hold on. Uh, a lot of people just don't have in their work day, where uh, I was actually doing something that I was totally digging on because I was, like, this close to getting something to work. And then I had to, like, stop and do this show. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll just try one more thing to see if I can get it to work. And I made it so much worse. <laughs> but, hey, man, at least I know what I'm doing at 2 o'clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if I'm a little late, it's okay. It's, I came in today, and the chat was, like, empty. That never that never happens. It was, the chat was completely empty. I thought it was broken, so... Uh, it could just be that I suck at this. I mean, like, it's been almost 10 years, and, like, I think we it's been well established that I suck at this. So I don't know that that's really on the table for debate anymore. It's really just kind of one of them, as they like to call, true facts, which uh, is actually just facts because that's what facts are. Um, there is a brand-new Top 20 out today, if you are so inclined. Uh, I talk about what's right uh, with Megan Rapino, and I talk about. I actually re-listened to it this morning. I, I took took a walk around my neighborhood. Um, I uh, I can get into the why of walking later, uh, but I gave it a listen because honestly, and and anybody that's a regular listener of this show knows that most of this, well, all of this, is not is not scripted, and most of it is not well thought out. So sometimes it's sort of interesting to go back and hear what my train of thought was or my my stream of consciousness and it's funny because 
what I'm going to talk about in a little bit, and I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet this week, is kind of an extension of what I was talking about last week. So if you're watching this right now and you're from the future, I would recommend going back and listening to the tail end of the uh, What's Right with Megan Rapino episode of the Top 20, because I really kind of lay out like just how ridiculous it is to really just be giving one of our greatest American assets a hard time for basically being just Megan Rapino, and I kind of walk through the logic with it. And uh, it's always funny when you're listening to your own show and you're nodding your head, just like, yeah, man, this guy's making a whole lot of sense, because it's like, <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's one thing to believe in the stuff that you say, like, you really should do that. Like, if you don't believe in the stuff that you should, in, if you're not believing in the stuff that you're saying, like, you should probably apply for a job over at Fox News, because don't forget all that stuff that just happened with, like, the election voting machines and all that other stuff when it, they proved in court that the uh, Fox uh, News anchors, the talking heads, absolutely did not believe what they were saying, but they were saying it anyway because it was the party line. Remember that? Remember remember that? Remember those true facts? Oh, those are what we called lies because that's what they were. We don't actually have to call them something. They're actually names already. Um, so anyway, I would recommend you do that. Um, I do talk about uh, why it's better to work with uh, you know, in terms of local music and, and why it's better to work with bands that you already know uh, and why I thought the, the show a couple weeks ago was so good um, and the difference between, you know, doing fan grabs and doing, like, really stellar shows for people uh, and what the pros and cons kind of are of each. So give that a listen if you want. Uh, if you don't want, honestly, I've been asking forever, so if you don't want to listen to the show, that's really just fine. I'm glad you're here today. And we can kind of carry on uh, with that. Uh, I think my interview with Jackie Raven has already posted. I have done a really horrible job. Well, I'm, it's probably not even posted. I think she probably just went live with it. So we probably already missed it because I am super bad at my promotion job. Like, I am just super bad. Like, you know the movie Super Bad? You know how good that was? I'm actually just super bad at promotion. And nothing really uh, goes to speak to that as much as the fact that uh, it took Side Out almost two weeks uh, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. It took Side Out almost two weeks to, to crack a thousand plays. That is just horrendous for the kind of Rebel 9 sort of release sort of thing. And that's literally because people don't know about it. Like, I've, I've texted people, uh, like my sisters, for example, like, hey, we have new music out. And they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, of course. Right, because I'm just not promoting. Like, basically, my idea of promoting is saying it on this show. Uh, that about 50 people will listen to live, another couple hundred will listen to uh, in a replay, and then, you know, seven people will watch on YouTube. So, carry the one. That's like less than 300 people that even know Side Out came out. That is what an excellent job I have been doing promoting. So, I'm not entirely sure what path I'm going to take. I'm thinking about doing some virtual PR this time and seeing how that goes. But I really... I feel like I don't have it in me to go full-on promo whore and just promote everything because it takes so much time. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a little trouble shutting up. So my interviews tend to go from like 10-minute interviews, which is really all you need to promote a single, uh, to about two hours because I just can't shut up, as uh, you may have noticed. Uh, so... I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I do know that I'm just I'm disappointed in the way it's performing on its own, but I'm also smart enough to know that, like, yeah, that's how that kind of works these days. It's not like people are waiting for my new Foreigner record because it's 1979. It's just not how that worked, especially considering we haven't put out anything in, in 
in three years, which, you know, a lot of people are like, I thought Rebel 9 was dead. And just from looking at me, you could probably make that assumption. And you'd be, you know, you'd be justified in making that assumption. But no, I'm not dead. Very much alive. Most of my band is also very much alive, which is, you know, kind of a bonus. Um, and that's and that's good. So we're you know we're just gonna roll out from there uh, and see what I can kind of do in terms of promoting. In the meantime, I'm still trying to build this beery show for the Halloween show. So stay tuned uh, for that. Um, also, check out all the other stuff on the channel. Uh, I don't probably don't need to promote everything individually, but give it a shot. I, w- I will say I was listening to. Um, uh, Mike and Jimmy's uh, Discussions and Drinks, which is my favorite incarnation of the Bacon is My Podcast app. I was listening to it, uh, the beginning of it a couple days ago, or yesterday. Man, holy crap. Was yesterday really only a day ago? Jesus. Anyway, I was listening to it and talking, uh, they were talking about, it's so funny, like whenever, some, when I'm listening and I'm not doing something, like or driving or walking when I'm listening to them, I will literally answer them back. Like it's a recorded show and I'm not on it, but I will literally answer them back because I've talked to Mike and Jimmy so many times in my life that it feels like I'm there. So I feel like we're having a discussion and then I realize they can't hear me and it's not a sixth sense thing. It's just like, I'm, you know, that was then, this is now kind of thing. And, uh, that's, that's basically on me, but but uh, they were talking about um, you know production and uh, self-producing music and kind of like you know how they do things and like um, you know Jimmy makes a really good point Jimmy is a very very talented songwriter anyway but he's also a very experienced songwriter at this point uh, he's been around long enough and worked with different producers long enough and just been involved in that kind of thing to know the importance of um, of production, pre-production, uh, input and feedback. And that's that's a really tough thing. And I've talked here many, many times about how um, when I was still in GDAV, which is in GDAV was the precursor to Rebel 9, in fact, very little changed. Uh, other than the writing style and the production style and adding uh, Matt as a guitar player, the, the band just basically rolled right over into it. So there was no abrupt end or anything like that. It's very contiguous. Uh, but one of the changes was, I guess, my... It wasn't... I guess it wasn't so much my realization. I mean, I realized it because things happen. And then I was like, oh. Uh, but the realization, I suppose, that um, production is necessary. It just is. Um, and I was writing constantly... And, you know, producing work constantly and creating material constantly. And uh, it wasn't going as, you know, far as I want. It was great locally. Like, people liked us. We were a really good live band. We were fun to see. Uh, We were fun to play with and all that other stuff. But it wasn't really going so well, you know, kind of like on the national stage. And until really, until we did the last record, until we did She Sells Smiles and the title track uh, landed in the CMJ charts. Um... But the the rollover from from GDAV to Rebel Nine, the main thing really was about was working with the producer and being willing to just be like, okay, maybe the stuff that I just put out isn't great or isn't perfect or isn't as good as it could be. That might seem like maybe even obvious or understandable, but if you've really never done it and you're having whatever modicum of success that you're already having, like, why would you mess with that formula? 
And and I've said it, like, it's ludicrous now to look back on that. Like, I would write a song in the G. Davy days and be like, cool, that song's now done. That's it. That was done. It never even occurred to me to go back and, like, edit parts that were troubling or edit parts that maybe weren't working so good or even improve on something later. I mean, I would mess around with lyrics from time to time, but... A lot of times that was just because I would find a better way to tell the story. And the lyrics really wouldn't change all that much. We'd be talking like flipping conjunctions, maybe some tense changes and stuff like that. But it was just so arrogant of me to just be like, cool, this song is done. Like, no, no, it's not, man. And now, as such a like a seasoned veteran of production, self-production and otherwise, like... I am so far in the other way. Like, I was literally thinking of ways to rewrite stuff that was two records ago. You know, because it's... And it's really too late. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not re-recording... I mean, I guess unless I re-record the record, but like... It's it's just bananas that that train of thought, but like you end up putting out better and better material, and that's why I was saying a couple weeks ago that I think that what we're about to do and what we're releasing currently is probably the best stuff we've ever done. Anyway, point of it is, is that Jimmy was saying that it's really important to be able to sit there and take that feedback. Like it's you have to be really willing and confident, not necessarily in your ability. But confident in your ability to accept that criticism and that feedback uh, in order. And willing. Willing is probably the most important part. Uh, to be able to move forward. Because sometimes there's subtle changes. And uh, my old producer, Eddie, and I, who are like very close. like He's one of my better friends, if not one of my best friends. Um, when we would talk about stuff on the last record, which I think, you know, Harm is just a really good... You know, to to the to date, the best Rebel Nine record by a lot, and we would talk about stuff like where we would disagree on things, but what we were pushing for, he was like, "Yeah, I think it'll be fifty-five to you know, fifty-five percent. This is the way to go versus forty-five percent." And I'd be like, "Well, I really feel like it's you know, fifty-two percent." So we would have to make choices that like honestly nobody cares about, and nobody hears because we'd be like arguing different things. But it did not start out that way. Like when we were working on the on the. The, what would become the Razorblade Diaries? Like, not only did basically everything suck and everything had to get rewritten, but and I've told this story. Like, we actually sat and had the conversation about how I was not a good enough singer for this band, and I actually had to ask for six months to really work on it, really improve on it, take and get. And I asked for that feedback so I would know where to go. I went and I did some lessons with Melissa Cross in the city, uh, who I credit with teaching me how to sing. I took a big beating. It was a huge ego crush, for sure, because you have to be willing to just be broken down and be built and build yourself back up again. And I'm really, really glad I did it. As painful as it was at the time, like, I'm really glad I did it because I think on the other side, I'm a much better songwriter, singer, and musician. I do remember at the time telling my drummer, Mike, about that conversation and Mike's response was just so classically Mike and just brilliant because he was like did you get a free punch in the nuts with that <laughs> it sucked it sucked hearing you're not good enough to sing and the bitch of it was that I knew I wasn't good enough to sing for this band I just didn't want anyone else saying but I did not come here to talk about any of that just go ahead and watch that if you want and just realize that I was talking to myself the entire time I did this I have some homework for you I want to just talk about this briefly and I will get to the point I already feel like we're going to run over today so if you had plans at say 1220 like cancel them uh, or do them at 1225 it doesn't really matter to me. 
Uh, but so I printed this out because it, it like again, it's going to help me build and, and accentuate a point I'm trying to make later. But these are dumb laws that are on the books in Texas. Now, Texas, I consider to be probably one of the dumber states in the union. Not literally, like literacy. Like that's still, you know, Alabama and uh, Mississippi and Arkansas and stuff like that. But Texas is just maybe not dumb, but stupid. Like there's a lot of really bad stuff that's going on in Texas currently. And the people there are just either not aware of it or not interested in doing anything about it or not opening their eyes enough to see what's actually going on. They have a horrendous governor and they have a horrendous governorship to the point where they basically like tried to disbar if they haven't already their, their attorney general. Like, dude, the guy leading the charge in there is like a criminal if he hasn't been removed already, which is just Say what you want about Letitia James. She's no criminal. And, you know, New York's got a lot of problems, but, you know, that ain't one of them. But anyway, I want to just read some of these because they're funny. So, dumb laws in Texas, right? So, uh, one must acknowledge a supreme being before being able to hold public office. Seems like a weird thing to be as a law, but Texas is the Bible Belt, you know, so I understand why that is. Uh, But also in Texas, it is illegal to sell one's eye. Now... I'm just going to leave that there, and I'm going to let you soak that in, because there's better stuff. Now, this should not surprise anyone, but homosexual behavior is a misdemeanor offense in Texas. Okay. Uh, that's That would affect probably most people I know, and uh, I don't mean that in a gay way. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, the entire Encyclopedia Britannica is banned in Texas because it contains a formula for making beer at home. Well, it's really hard to argue with that one. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I have... Uh, it is illegal. This is important. It is illegal for one to shoot a buffalo from the second story of a hotel. Now, sometimes dumb laws make sense. This has not been one of those times. It is also illegal to milk another person's cow in Texas. That's that's pretty good. Now, my personal favorite. A recently passed anti-crime law in Texas requires criminals to give their victims 24 hours notice, either orally or in writing, and to explain the nature of the crime to be committed. Personally... I think that's awesome. Hey, man, I'm going to rob you probably in about 24 hours. And I'll be like, it's always a no. Now, here's something that's going to affect a vast majority of my audience. So I want everybody to listen very carefully if you're planning to go to Texas or anywhere near it. In Texas. It is illegal to take more than three sips of beer at a time while standing. This is a law on the books. And finally, I don't know who this applies to, probably the same people. Uh, uh, Up to a felony charge can be levied for promoting the use of or owning more than six dildos. Yes, Texas coming in hot. I don't know what everybody's uh, dildo whatever quantity is, but just be careful if you go to Texas. And the reason I bring this up, and this is the point I'm trying to get to, is because there are laws that exist on the books that people can arguably be like, why is that a law? Why does that exist? Right? Arguably. There are also laws on the books that make complete sense. Uh, Let's say 
our Bill of Rights, first ten amendments to the Constitution. The law's on the books, right? Let's uh, let's stick with the first one. Uh, uh, the the free uh, freedom of speech, press, right to assemble, protest, all that other stuff. This is the law of the land, right? This is this is settled law. Every now and then you get a case that comes up. Is this speech? Is this protected? All that other stuff. But that is the law of the land. And what I have found, and this is where I'm adding on from last week, what I have found is there is a lot of people that don't like laws like that. They like them when they apply to them. They like laws that are good for them. And that's, you know, people like that speed in school zones or don't use their blinker, right? Like, I I just, I don't want it. That's not a really, that's not not an important, that's not a real law. It is a real law. You're not allowed to speed in a school zone and it's a requirement to use your blinker when changing lanes or leaving or entering, you know, a highway. It's the law. And what I found since last week when I was talking about Megan Rapinoe is I keep seeing these posts from people, conservatives, only conservatives, uh, where you show like Megan Rapinoe and like uh, members of the U.S. Women's National Team kneeling during the national anthem. And people on the right love to call these people losers. And I love to challenge them every single time because what they are doing, and I have to keep this short because we've already run long, surprise. What they are doing is they are exercising their right to free speech as protected in the Constitution, the the governing body of our great democracy, of our great nation, the benchmark, those 10, those Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Those are the law of the land. And it's in so much as uh, in Texas versus Johnson, yes, I did more homework, uh, is a landmark decision by the Supreme Court of the United States in which the court held 5-4 to four that burning the flag, burning the flag of the United States was protected speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. As doing so counts as symbolic speech and political speech, which are protected in the United States of America, in this great country. And the reason they are protected is because our founding fathers knew how important that was. So, when you see people that are kneeling before the flag in silent protest of something, you should really embrace that as a symbol of what it means to be an American. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think it's disrespectful. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it doesn't make them any less of an American for doing it. In fact, it makes them more of an American. And as I was saying last week, the people that are complaining about this, those are your anti-Americans. Those are the people that do not like America for what it stands for. They like what they think America should stand for, which is everything that they want and everything that they believe in. And they have failed to grasp the simple fact that the American experiment is for all of us. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for all of its citizens. Not just a few conservatives that think it should be the way it should be. Those are the people that are wrong. They're constantly wrong. They are getting louder and louder as they're getting more wrong and more wrong. And I want you to remember that when you see that, just remember, this is a protected First Amendment right, the law of the land. If you don't like the activity, that's fine. You don't have to. But do not disrespect it, because when you disrespect it, you disrespect America and all of the good Americans that are doing the job and abiding by the rules that our country agreed to. 
and to and just to use a phrase from the far far right if you don't like it leave i am happy to show you the door bye bye and uh you know take a few rips on the way out hard rock lunch box I really did stumble back upon Better Than Ezra a couple weeks ago, and I'm just so happy to be playing these songs. You can just expect them for the next couple weeks, but don't worry, I'll blow myself out. That's uh, no phrasing, right? It's always a no! It's all right. I'm super glad that Q's here, though, because I've got like a bunch of really like heavier songs, and I know he digs the heavier stuff. That's also no phrasing. It's always a no! But I am super digging the brand new of Mice and Men, so let's uh, let's, uh, let's get started with there. By the way, uh, the reason Joey's in the chat, if you're interested, there may or may not be something going on around 1 o'clock. Super secret. Here's uh, War Paint on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, one of the bands I'm working on trying to get for the Beery Show on October 27th. That's right, it's going to be our official Halloween show band right here. I was very happy to find out that they were back to playing. I messaged them uh, yesterday. They're going to get back to me. Hopefully they come back with a yes, because that would be a lot of fun. I kiss and when you get inside. I didn't plan on speaking my mind. Cause no one needs to Things I say are so misguided Ever since the day I tried it And I've been trying to cut back Do you feel the tension Or is it just me? It can't be just me Cause I've been waiting for those days we talked about But they never came around My whole life feels like one audition This is just the intermission Can't be 
Here we can finally get started with the show, right, everybody? It's always a no! <laughs> I kid, I kid! I kid our federal employees that keep us running in this great country of ours, despite what people on the right think. See how I did that? <laughs> Bill, you're just in time for more music for Q. I like to throw these Q blocks together whenever I feel he's getting antsy or his coworkers are sitting near. I got you, buddy. It's Polaris in the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.
because there really don't get that many opportunities to get brand new music in here. Yeah, I mean, bands, our, our local bands are definitely starting to release new material for sure. Uh, it's coming, you know, from something heavy and Craving Strange, and certainly my band has finally got back into the batter's box and sent some stuff out, but man, it has been dry lately, so I'm very happy when we get some uh, new music in here. Um, I know I'm waiting on some uh, new stuff from Pathmaker. I'm expecting that to be really good. Um, trying to think who else I'm actively waiting for besides Rebel 9. Rebel 9 will have a new song out in October, by the way, in case I haven't mentioned it. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this. For the past, I don't know, years, whatever, <laughs> My buddy Joe has uh, slutted his way through some of the better bands in the uh, local music scene. I'm glad to, for, to see him finally land in what I consider to be his best project of it all, which is funny because it's probably closest to his heart, which is might be one of the gayer things I've ever said, but it's true. He speaks about this band uh, with passion that I've never actually seen him speak. I've seen him speak with malice about other bands, stuff like that. But this one's actually passionate, and he's happy to share it. He's happy to be a part of it. it. Seems like he's got a really good team behind him. I'm glad that Julia decided to slum it and sing with this band. Otherwise, they'd just be a bunch of dudes hanging out in the basement, occasionally playing music, absolutely often playing with glitter. And you can just draw your own conclusions from whatever that might mean to you. Uh, but also, remember, from the beginning of the show, probably illegal in Texas. All right. So... Brand new music from the Neon Skyline comes out officially tomorrow. Uh, you can get it everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Napster, Deezer, probably Joey directly. I would imagine if he hasn't texted it to everybody by midnight or 1 o'clock this morning. Because he's, like I said, super proud of it and super happy about it. I did get this. I did not listen to it yet because, honestly, I wanted to listen to it with all the rest of you. Now, what I really really like about the Neon Skyline specifically is that it's just different. I, I don't know if maybe in the 80s it was not so different, but it's different right now, and I tend to find that refreshing, and I appreciate the the influence and the effect and the the, 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 grow, the grand effect it's going to have on the local music scene because it gives people a new idea about what music can sound like, and I am a huge fan of that. The song is called Five. The band is called Neon Skyline, although I am fine with the Neon Skyline Plus One or Julia and the Skyline. Any of those would be completely acceptable, and if I'm so inclined, I will change the title of it in my music bank. But for right now, we've got brand new music. Oh, wrong button. Hold on. We've got brand new music from the Neon Skyline on the box.
10 years they just never play in Long Island they just I don't know what that is but I remember uh, Sam Raciopi had mentioned that to me once and I was like yeah I just never really see them out here and still haven't seen them out here good band man I mean I'm not so much into the concerts these days but like yeah I'd like to I'd like to know that was a thing (laughs) oh man such a good band uh yeah Joey agrees Joey's correct As I was saying before, I'm working on building uh, the show for the Beery Show, uh, which is our Halloween show. It's going to be Friday, October 17th. Uh, it, I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, like I'm really just having a lot of trouble with people's schedules, like trying to get people on board. I mean, nobody's turning me down like flat out for any reason. It's not like anybody's like, no, nah, I don't want to play with you guys. Like literally, everybody's just uh, busy, uh, and that that's I guess that's a good sign. That people are busy, so uh, you know that that's that's good. I mean, I, I think that's a good thing. I think what I'm going to do uh, is because there are bands like I I'm trying actively trying and I want to work with, and I think what I'll 
I think what makes the most sense to do is to book so far out that nobody has those commitments. Um, I know I, I heard from I heard from Feast Your Eyes this morning they've got a commitment conflict, um, so uh, they're not going to be able to, to do the show. Um, so I'm going to ask somebody else. Um, but I think what I'll do is I'll probably just like try and build one in March, but build it now. Um, so I can get whatever bands like I'm trying, like, like I'm actively trying to play with some bands. Uh, Feast Your Eyes is definitely one of them. And I, it's a totally on me because I really, like I was saying before the last show, like it's been, it was really stupid, like really, really stupid for me to do our first single release in, you know, however many years, try and put this big summer show together and just like maintain all that given the fact that I just seem to be running at this lower capacity these days. Like I'm just, there's too much other stuff going on. I'm, I'm distracted by other things. I'm just not, I'm not feeling all that well, medically speaking. So it just takes a lot out of me. And so I'm moving a lot slower. I just, I don't remember having to book bands that far out, uh, I guess pre-COVID, but post-COVID, it seems like it's it's the case. Um, so so I'm, I'm just starting late, and it's that's causing me, that's causing me some trouble. So that's, that's unfortunate. But it is what it is. But like, I really do think like, like, um, like I'm trying to work, just the examples off the top of my head, like I'm trying to work with, uh, I'm trying to do a show with Feast Your Eyes. I'm trying to get a show together with Bad Mary and these guys I've been trying to get a show with for the past six months and it just isn't working out. Now they've got some family stuff going on, so it's you know it's a lot more difficult. They've got a new member of that family that's taking up in honestly, my opinion, way too much of their time. But since little Lucas can't really like feed himself or go to the bathroom himself, I suppose it's acceptable. But uh, if I do get around to building this March show in addition to the bands I just mentioned, I'd love to get a hold of all new episodes for uh, for it. I think that'd be a whole lot of fun.
Lunch Box. Sorry, I'm just going through some music here. I like. Wonder where this came. Oh, I remember this song. Maybe you will too. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Isn't that such Thank a beautiful version? I think it's we'll one of the. Minutes. I think it's one of the prettiest versions I've ever heard. Looks like a warm-up to an audience before a show. Oh, uh, yeah, it's John Mayer covering Tom Petty's Free Fall, and check it out on Spotify. It's where I grabbed it. And look at what I just found. If this doesn't get your afternoon moving, I really don't know what will. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Here's what I know. I know that Craven Strange is in the studio working on new material, or they're done with it, or they're pre-production or something. I know there's new material coming. I do not know when that's going to be. I do know they have a show at the end of the month. I don't remember the date exactly. Uh, I know it's out east. Uh, and I know it's with Randy Jackson. Obviously, you can contact the band for tickets. Uh, I know they're also going to be part of the Neon Skyline EP release party. That is at the end of September. Contact uh, Craving or neon skyline or any of the other bands that are on the show for tickets for that as well i also know that the sound means it is time for your weekly craving of the week uh, they don't play it all the time but i find that they've been playing it more often than not lately which is awesome because it happens to be one of my favorite live songs from the band it was nice to hear a couple saturdays ago because it just i like this one live I just do. And it's your weekly craving of the week.
Lunch Box. I'm going to use this incredibly long, drawn-out-ass ending to just go through and say thank you all for listening to the show. Uh, thank you for spending yet another time of your Thursday with us here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. As always, I appreciate it, and everyone here appreciates it. And yeah, that's probably the same person, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to give you something that you can listen to or not listen to as you dance yourselves on out of here. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week and a beautiful weekend. It's supposed to be gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, man, I guess I'll just see you next week. I'm thinking around noonish. All right? Sound good? Thanks, everybody. Hard Rock Lunch Box.